All right, this is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. I'm Adam Rappaport. On today's show, Alton Brown gets the last word on Thanksgiving. Andrew Knowlton and I sit down with Alton, and we talk turkey, of course, because Alton has the most popular turkey recipe on bonappetit.com ever. Uh, we also discuss his new book, Everyday Cook. And did you know that Sirius Eats, his wildly popular TV show, is returning? It's going to be appearing on AltonBrown.com, so stay tuned for that. But right now, here is Andrew Knowlton and I talking with Alton Brown. Let's do this. Alton Brown. Hi. How you doing? Good. That's good. How are you? I'm well. So this podcast is airing the day before Thanksgiving. Whoa. So if that is today, are you like up to your arms like in butter and rue and stuff right now? Or are you like on a beach somewhere? No, because I'm not I'm not doing Thanksgiving this year. What? I'm not <laughs> cooking a single thing. That you just crushed my image of you. My my live show Eat Your Science is on Broadway this week. So I have a show tonight at the Barrymore. But we're dark on Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. And I'm actually uh, treating my entire crew uh, to dinner. And I tried to find a place where I could cook them all dinner. Um, and, but I, I couldn't find a place big enough because I got 25 people I have to feed. So how many of the Thanksgivings of your life, how many have you not cooked Two, both spent here in New York. Um, the year that my daughter and I rode on top of the giant turkey and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I did not cook that day. And I can't remember where we ate. Oh, wow. It was someplace like down It was down around here. It was like Tribeca-ish, uh, but I can't remember what it was. Um, and that's the only other time that I, I can remember not cooking. I, I've only done it one time where yeah. I was moving and there was boxes and I couldn't find everything. Couldn't do it. And I thought I would hate it, but I actually... Loved it and enjoyed but it. You, well, what did you do that year? I, I went to a restaurant. Oh, I went to. See, I, I, explain to me, because when I hear about when I moved to New York, which is many years ago, and I heard that people spent Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant, I was like, wow, that is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. But am I, maybe it's not depressing. I don't know. I mean, I think it's in the context of having never spent a Thanksgiving yeah. out. Like, there's no build up or anything which can be a good or a bad thing there's no a lot of less family drama that was a good facial expression right there <laughs> and like, you <laughs> and then there's no dishes afterwards you like, just where did, go home where'd you go like gramercy tavern or something no no i went to frankie's 457 on court street and had like pretzel stuffing and turkey with italian sausage and mm. i don't know it was perfect i don't want to do it every year but it was fun to do it one time. this is all you really have to do before before you you leave for dinner, mm-hmm. saute some celery <laughs> and leave it in the pan so it stinks up the house. A little you know, sage, good. maybe. <laughs> maybe right, fine, fine. Sage, a little butter, celery, so the house smells like Thanksgiving. Then that eases the transition to the restaurant. And then when you come back, can I, can I you've throw- got a pan to clean up. You've got one <laughs> pan one to thing. clean up, so it's okay. Can I throw some Jimmy Dean sausage in there? Of course you can. Of course you can. But let's not get to too aggressive. All right, so... Um, and, oh, by the oh, way, the other yeah. thing you could do is you can always, like, make breakfast for just a few people and, like, have a little Thanksgiving breakfast oh, with the aforementioned wow. Jimmy Dean, bake some biscuits, yeah. make some some sawmill gravy instead of uh, turkey gravy, and you have your little your little event there at breakfast, and then you go out for, for the meal that, uh, that Andrew's talking about, right. because I think that works. But eat your science on... Broadway, on Broadway, November uh, 22nd through the 27th. And that's We've like, got that's right next to 
Hamilton. It's on right through the block. If you if you like bum, cut bum, a hole bum, directly bum, bum, directly bum, bum, bum. through the back of um of of the stage that I'll be on, you would pop out uh, like backstage. Have there. you seen Hamilton? Yes, I saw it before everything went. Oh, crazy. oh. on Broadway before, or at the or no? The I, I saw it. I saw it. On, I did see it on Broadway. Matter of yeah. fact, it was about a year ago. Right now, I saw it about a year ago. Mm. Uh, before it was, fun, right? it was. I mean, I say life changing because that's a little bit dramatic. But uh, I think that it's it's one of those cultural events, one of those art events that you walk in one way and walk out another. Yeah. You know that you have seen something that is significant, and and that the the art form will will never quite be the same. Yeah, I, I had two thoughts. A, it was wildly entertaining. B, I was like, wow, I didn't learn anything about American history in high school. I mean, it's a very it's a remarkably educational. Uh, production as well, and and shockingly so because you realize I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Speaking of history, Alan, um, you you hold a place in the history of Bon Appetit. I I do, in fact. You did a piece in the November two thousand three Thanksgiving oh, issue. Crap, it was that long ago. Um, yeah, I guess it. It Thirteen years ago, ago, Thanksgiving oh starts here, and you have yeah. a one, two. It's long. Three, four. Five-page article on how to roast a turkey. Yeah, and nothing else got cooked within that that time. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of pages. Do you remember? To a Do you remember this story? Did yeah. The process. Yeah. Well, I, the- I, no, it was. It you know I. It's it's a brine. It's it's basically the the turkey that I started doing on Good Eats back in 1999, wow. uh, which is a um, an, an herb brined, uh, non basted, um, roasted turkey. Well, yeah, with the uh, with the triangle with the. Uh, the breast triangle. Well, well a cu- couple things on this. A, this is still like our top-rated turkey article online every year. Like, if you were a musician, you'd be getting a lot of royalties right now. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you got paid like a buck a word Dude, to do this piece. I never, I never got the first check, okay? Uh, I'm still waiting for a check. It's still tied up by legal at so Condé Nast. This so. is the gift that keeps giving, so thank you, out. You're very, very um, welcome for that bit of content. Uh, but all right, so what's interesting about this piece, um, and it's, it's a very fun piece, as we in the business would call a service package or primer with all sorts of instructions, and it's written yeah. through in your, your very chatty, friendly voice. With a lot of information, um, it's a lot of work to cook a, a turkey well. You know what? It isn't. I, let me tell you something. I'm I'm really glad I wrote this, and I'm glad that I that that. And I'd like to think that, that what I was doing back, you know, between '99 and, and those days, is um, focusing on on so much detail about how to do it that no one ever had a failure. My thing was I want I want people to have the turkey that in their mind mm-hmm. um, they think they should have, and I want people that have never done it to be successful. And 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 I think I got that because a lot of people come and say, "Oh, it was our first, you know, our first Thanksgiving, and now we're stuck doing it every year because you know, or you know, Grandma jumped off the roof because this turkey was better," kind of thing. But Ever since I've been slowly, it was like a, a one-story house. Yeah, one-story yeah, house. So she just broke a hip. She just broke yeah. a hip, and that was probably <laughs> going to happen anyway. But ever since then, I've been playing turkey Jenga. I've been slowly pulling out pieces Ooh. to see how far down I can get it because I am intrinsically lazy, and so I've been slowly. But you're, so it's but like you're now, smartly lazy. Um, I would like to think that I'm I'm lazy, but still get results. So it's like now. Um, Although I still brine my turkey, I brought, I put the turkey in frozen. So I am thawing the turkey and brining the turkey at mm, the same ooh, time. Okay, let, well, let's 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 talk about which is because this is an interesting thing about defrosting the turkey. And yes, you got which a, is a pain. Yes, yeah, so in the you, butt. So you so you like buying the frozen turkey. I buy frozen turkeys. Um, it's 
big and hard as a bowling ball, bigger than a bowling ball. And Why, so thank th- you. So then what do you do? You, you, you've got like a Coleman cooler or something that you submerge it in? Or well, what do you or, do? originally, no, now I use a five gallon bucket because I don't, I don't need to keep a thawed turkey cold during the brining period. I'm using the cold. I'm letting the turkey bring the cold to the party. So right. instead, so I'm using like wow. a five gallon construction bucket from Home Depot, which by okay. the way is probably not food grade, which is why I'm not like publishing yeah. this. Uh, and I and I put the brine in, and I put the bird in, and guess what? When the birds thawed, I take it out, and that's it. Where is the bucket? Is it like in your garage? Or is it in your living room? The safe the safe call is always the bathtub. Bathtub, yeah. But so so it's at room temperature yeah. basically, and it's yeah. but it's still cold. So it's the water gets cold because the turkey's yes. cold. Yes. And how long does that take? About. Depends on the size of the bird. Ooh. So let's say let's say you do a fourteen pound bird. It's kind of scampy. Let's say sixteen uh, okay. for the heck of it. So you're saying by the method that was originally published in this fine Not, uh, magazine, do, or do what the, I do now? What do you do now? Um, generally, I'm looking at about three days to defrost it. To thoroughly see that, all the way through that thought. That is insane. But that, but not you know, to me. You know what's do you know really, how long you know it takes in a refrigerator? No, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what's really what good? happened to the "Don't Talk Over the Guest" crap? <laughs> no, we said. <laughs> I warned you, Alton. I warned you. Do you know what's really good that you don't have to defrost a ribeye steak? You just put it in the grill on your pan, and you're like, "That's the best thing ever." You do all this four day, five day thing with a turkey, and it's only a turkey. Only a turkey? <laughs> yes. You know Who you know ribeye steak is Who better. Are you? No, no. I'm I an don't. American for ribeye mm. steaks. You're listen, I can support a, a Thanksgiving ribeye steak as much as, as the next person, but I, I, I happen to really, really like turkey. Do and you, I don't mind Do you really? I do. I do. I'm not I and and my thing has been that every year I try to make a turkey that I actually want to eat. Um and and I think that you know it's an American bird and it is actually a North American native. Uh, Mexican, actually. Um, hopefully, we're not going to have to build walls around the turkeys. That's no, what I'm let's say. Hope we're not, not. going to do that. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a real pain in the butt. Although, apparently, you think it's already a terrible pain in the butt. Look, most people <laughs> that buy a frozen turkey, it's got to sit in the refrigerator. You know how long it takes to thaw a 16 to 18 pound turkey in a refrigerator? I think most people don't. That's the problem. They don't buy it. Yes, they do. Early no, enough. No. Do they? Oh, but do most they, people buy a frozen bird. Yes, but then yes. do they buy it? Do they understand how long it's going to take to defrost well, when so. they buy it? Are they, well, are, I hope so. Or else yeah. it's going to be really difficult. Wait, Nolton, are you a turkey guy? What's your take? I mean, I respect tradition. <laughs> let's just put it that way. But do you like turkey? It's okay if you don't. No, I like it. I like I like the sandwich the day after more than the actual meal and the, the accoutrements around the bird. But I, you know, I like the process. I still do Alton's. Thing. Even though all my friends say the dry brine is the way to go, I defend you just so you know. Um, here's the, you know, my, my thing about the dry brine situation, um, which I, what I've, I've done, I, I prefer not to call it a brine because it's a cure if right. it's dry. Right. A rub. Um, which, a rub. Yeah. Um, I do that on a spatchcocked bird, Ooh, which right. I do every other year. Okay, so you will mix it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be really honest with you guys. Most of my Thanksgiving turkeys are fried. Because a few years ago on Good Eats, I invented this thing called the turkey derrick out of a ladder and a couple of pulleys so that I can raise yeah, it. That, that, yeah, that sounds safe. No, that no. sounds want to do that one? No, <laughs> it's a lot more safe than trying to lift a, a turkey yes. out of a vat of boiling yes. oil. But, right? you're, but, you're um, st- but you're still doing the defrost brine situation. Yeah, I still with that. brine. Yeah. I still brine. Here's the deal. To my mind, you can get a more concentrated turkey flavor. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, if I do a cure, and spatchcock the bird. And the reason I do that is to increase surface mass area so I can get it cooked faster. Are you then roasting or grilling the I'm spatchcock? Roasting. Okay. And I'm roasting. I'm typically roasting, always roasting. Yeah. And, the, and the reason for that in the spatchcock uh, state is because I want to get it done faster because mm-hmm. I've got less moisture to play with. The truth mm. is, is when you brine a bird, it is going to weigh more than it did mm. when it went in. 
it is going to take additional liquid. Yeah. That buys you. It's an insurance policy against drying out your bird. So I might be able to make a more turkey-flavored bird by dry. But guess what? When I cut, if I brine my bird, the next day when I make those sandwiches and I cut into the breast, juice is still going to come mm. out of it because I've actually loaded yeah. that bird with moisture, which Infused. is insurance against overcooking. Can we talk? I have another question. I have lots of turkey questions. For some guy who doesn't love turkey, I have a lot of questions. You, you just, you, you're going with a ribeye. We've already established that. <laughs> I hope so. Can we talk about that sandwich the next day? The sandwich, I'm with Andrew. I mean, um, first off, I'm a dark meat guy. So odds are after I'm carving the turkey, I'm going to steal a thigh and be done. Um, it's when it's the next day, once that, that bird has sat and really taken back in its juices and everything, that's when I'm going to carve the breast meat and have a sandwich. Yes. So I, I oh, will, so, I'm oh, happy. So, you, so you're doing dark meat at the table, dark meat at the table, white, white meat, meat for sandwich. Oh, yeah. That's, smart. that's me. Don't, yeah, that's don't me. Don't waste the breast on the main. Uh, yeah. No. Cause you know, what's funny is how we, we cut these big slabs and we put them on the plate. They dry out immediately. Right. I mean, I'm going to be yeah. really honest. Thanksgiving at the plate for me is about one thigh and a bunch of sides. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm well, a, I want to get to the thighs, but let's. I again, the okay. sandwich. How do you sandwich. how do you build your sandwich? Okay, the sandwich um, is is going to be on on wheat bread. Although I use, I was doing white bread up to do a few years like ago. Do you do like fancy I've, wheat bread or like just like no, 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 sliced no, 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 no. wheat sliced bread? Wheat bread. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. um, I'm I'm getting <laughs> I'm mayonnaise, not mustard. What on this sandwich. What, what kind of mayo? Dukes. Yeah. Dukes. Southerners. See? Yeah, Southerners. Do you, Dukes. Dukes is still not – is it available? Like, it's hard to find here. In the, in the north, find but here. You're, not going, you're not going to Whole Foods or yeah. anything. No. Well, you, you can't buy – Man, you can't buy Hellman's. Hellman's at, uh, that's whole but you know, it's that's, it's out uh, of North Carolina, yeah. and the 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 clicker is that it's made with with apple cider vinegar, which you oh. don't detect, but it has a different uh, acidity. Tang. The clicker, um, I like yeah, that. it's the clicker. clicker. So um, I'm I'm all about uh, mayo on both sides of, of the bread. God um, bless you. God bless me. I don't do slice. I do I do it like a a, a chopped sandwich. I either pull or chop the the meat. Chop. Yeah, you mean I like do. A, like a, like a, like a like barbecue like a almost. Chicken, oh, yeah, I'll do slices really and then I'll chop it up because that's how oh. I want to eat it. And then I, I put that on, and then I am. It is the only time of year I eat uh, plain old lettuce, plain old uh, like iceberg. Uh, iceberg, iceberg yeah. lettuce. God bless I like you iceberg, again. and um, I like a little thinly sliced tomato if I can get decent ones that time of year, and yeah. a buttload of black pepper. But yeah, and you don't I need salt because the the breast should be salty. If enough I've done my job, yeah. I don't need any more salt. Although you know, depending on how much lettuce you like on your sandwich, you might need a little bit. But I'm I'm big on the black pepper. Yeah, Very I think big on the black I, I'm big on the mayonnaise because, like I said, if you have like if you don't have the Alton Brown super juicy turkey, a lot of times you get that dry. You, need, you get that you dry more, white turkey. You really gotta gotta have some fat. Yeah, you got to. Um, but let's say the other thing is you can just make a turkey salad sandwich if you want to. I don't know why more people don't do that. Just chop the, the stuff up, mix in some mayonnaise and maybe a little bit of the dressing directly into that. One thing I remember about this article in the magazine 2003 is the dressing stuffing thing. And you've called yeah. it dressing a few times here. You still stand by because I fight with my parents every year about they want to stuff the bird. And I always quote you and I'm like, it's going to take longer. It's going to take longer. Yeah. Uh, odds are, you know, if anybody's going to get sick, they're going to get sick from the stuffing because, mm -hmm. you know, th the truth is, is, you know, salmonella is a thing. And uh, um, I, I believe that if you're, if, you're, if you're stuffing the bird throughout the cooking process, then basically that's a very expensive um, biological roasting device because <laughs> what you're really cooking is the stuffing. Right. Because you've got to get the stuffing to 165. Well, to get the, the stuffing to 165 typically means overcooking the bird in, in most cases. Because you're, you know, science. Um, because I'm science adjacent. You're sciencey. Yeah. 
it cooks exactly. from the outside in, any, yeah. anything. So the inside is going to be the last thing to yeah. cook. So at that point, the outside of the bird, the breast is going to be very overcooked. Yeah. And and the truth is, is you know, okay, it's easy to say, well, if I don't, if I loosely pack uh, the cavity, then I'll get some heat directly from from the open end of the bird. But that almost never happens. People mm. pack that crap yeah. in there. So here's my thing. As I like, look, cook your, cook your, um, your dressing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the bird out and let it rest, because I usually let my turkey rest for an hour before I carve it, mm-hmm. okay, because it'll be juicier. Put the stuffing in the bird as soon as it comes out of the oven. It'll soak up all those juices. You take it to the table, nobody knows the difference. Ooh. I feel, like yeah. I feel like I'm learning so much. Yeah. It's a well, post-cooked I, stuff. Well, I will say this, though. Like, when I was growing up, Maxine Rappaport would always stuff the bird. Um, mm-hmm. And I imagine, no offense, Mom, but I imagine she also overcooked the bird. Um, but it, kill it, you. it was to interesting. You. So she would have the, the stuffing in the bird, and then right. she would have a separate, you know, casserole of yeah. the other stuff. Of the same mixture yes. that didn't go in the bird. Sure. But the stuffing from the bird was noticeably moister More flavor. Yeah. and flavor, you know. Sure. And I'm here, I didn't die. But as a, you, there is a difference. But also, but then you, the thing with the stuffing, what she didn't do, what she should have done, is unstuff the bird, put it in a casserole, and then hit it under the broiler or something. Because you don't get the crispy right. top. And that's the surface there. texture that you get with doing you know. dressing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think if you do, if, listen, I, I weirdly just the other week I was in a, a friend's house and we made stuffing with our friend Gabe, our mm-hmm. mutual friend. Um, if you put enough stock in there, it's going to get moist, you know. Sure, always err on the side of more stock than you think. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that goes into a, a Thanksgiving scenario without without well chicken stock usually, yeah. but some kind of poultry broth um, is ill advised because it can fix so many ills. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it can fix a dressing. It can, it can, it can most, of course, obviously gravy. Gravy, um, yeah. very difficult to fix otherwise. But it's the moisture that that will. Because especially you. when a lot of things are cooked in advance, you need to sort of refresh Revive, that, yeah. moisten that. Because if you if you just reheat things, yeah. you're just going to dry them out more. I mean, it's by by definition. What now happens. imagine you are you do not buy chicken stock, the commercial stuff. I do. You do. I mean, I always have my own, but yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's a real dude. He when buys it comes, Duke's mayonnaise, when he it buys comes, stock. When it comes to convenience, man, you know, I buy the cartons that you know stay on the shelf forever, and you can pop them open and blah blah blah. No, I'm I'm there. But somebody, I think our uh, well mutual acquaintance, Michael Ruhlman, once told me that it's better just to use plain water than it is to buy the chicken stock in the containers. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm Michael, gonna, I'm gonna Michael's an one. extraordinarily good cook and he knows his stuff. I disagree with him on that one. Okay. I, I, I just do. Okay. Um, because here's the other thing. I can, if I, if I have that broth laying around, I can also whip up um, a, a turkey soup very soup quickly out of the leftovers. I, I, I just got more options, yeah. you know? Okay. So I, I'm not for convenience all the time. And I am one of those sick bastards that keeps, you know, uh, tur- uh, chicken carcasses in my freezer until I have enough to make stock. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. But that's more about, that's less about flavor and more about, ge- you know, gelatin content. Right. That's more about texture Ooh, that you can yeah. use to build up things. What about, uh, you mentioned sides. Yeah. What's your, what's your side strategy? I, what's your go-to? If you're going to, if, what's your, if your Hall of Fame side, you had to pick one, what is it that you make? I make fantastic whipped potatoes. Mm. He's going to ask you for your method, right? Yeah. Now. Speaking of moisture and fat, <laughs> well, you and stuff know, like and, and good whipped potatoes are incredibly tricky. And, and when you the, say whipped, what do you mean by? Whipped? I mean whipped. I mean beyond mash into a realm of feathery, cloudy lightness, which is not something wow. I do all the time. I usually do like a. I'm coming to your place a chunky, next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. A chunky, clunky home style. I, well, what I typically do is I roast. Um, I, this is what my, my usual mo is: is I'll take a bunch of potatoes, cut them up 
toss them in melted butter, put them under the turkey, roast those suckers, and then just put them in a pan uh, with heavy cream and mash them mm. so that it becomes mm. this Dude, kind that sounds of. Good. Like, so they're still crunchy. And you, and involved. You, get, and you get the turkey you get, juice. Yeah, yeah, you get the turkey juice and you, you get the crunchy. Some of the herbs fall down. You know, you got rosemary yeah. in there. But for some reason at Thanksgiving, I've gotten into doing this perfectly smooth, whipped. Well, what does this kind entail? Of thing. Well, it entails awesomeness. No, um, yeah. <laughs> you know what it entails? Oddly enough, it, it, it timing. You know, the problem is, is that it is very, very easy to over whip and make incredibly paste. gloppy yeah. paste because you're talking about a lot of starch. So what you've got to do is you've got to get doneness right and you have to physically not over agitate them. Okay. okay. With you. So I'm Yukon gold guy. And, uh, the, the important thing is, is, um, I, I kind of do a two tier cooking. Um, I do boil them or simmer them, mm -hmm. um, and that's what I used to do. And then I would finish them in the oven to dry them out a little bit. But what I do yep. now is I steam them. I half them and I steam them. Or I peel them because I don't want to deal with the peel right away. So I peel them and I steam them. And then when they're almost done, I put them in, in a dry pan and let them cook with some dry heat. And then when I can push a fork through um, and really feel only one little kind of barely bit of resistance in the middle, I get them out and directly into the mixer while they're still hot. Interesting. And here's the thing. Before I add any dairy to them, and they do require both butter and dairy, here's the thing. I use salted butter. Mm. Now, I know I'm not supposed to ever buy salted butter oh, because they I, tell I you not to, not. Yeah, but the truth yeah. is, is I get really high quality salted butter, and I like add that, like the that, first like thing that, that I do. stuff? Yeah, sometimes yeah. French stuff. Stuff with names I can't pronounce. Yeah. So I start with the paddle. I work in the butter. Then um, I, but this is the thing you got to eyeball it because it's an agricultural mm. product and everything's different. And then, and then I go with the cream and I'm talking heavy cream. I'm using yeah. heavy cream. Do you warm the cream first? No, I don't, because I, I, I don't care. Okay. I, that one, it may have been sitting out on the yeah, counter. Yeah, okay, room time. Um, yeah. I, I will typically add some Parmesan cheese to it. Ooh, yes. Now that I've worked everything together, things are pretty clunky. And then, and then I take off the paddle, I put on the whisk, I turn it on medium, and I count to 12. And that's it, Boston. And I walk away. Wow. You're doing that this and year. And it, wor yeah, it, 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 it works. But so, so in your mind, it doesn't overwork it no, where it gets glutinous no. and gluey. No, because I what I want, and it's funny that we say glutinous when there's no glutinous. There's no glue, but gluey. We'll, say, we'll gluey. say gluey. It becomes, well, it becomes very close to library yeah. paste. I yeah. mean, because what we're, what we're talking about here is, is, is starch. No, it doesn't. And then the point is, is to get light and fluffy yeah. and very, very, very smooth, which I only do with Thanksgiving for some reason, without getting that, that glue thing. Going. Final question. Yeah. Well, I have one. But will it Can really be? Will it really too? be? The well, yeah. Andrew, sure. a Thank question. So I, was for, I was waiting for him to finish. You got to get in there. Just following your rules. Just jump in there, man. Uh, the ratio of butter Ooh. to potato. What What do you think it is? Because Robichon used to say it was like equal parts, right? But he butter didn't to, use cream, though. That's true. He that's true. He was cream. using only butter. Yeah. Um, I typically um, use. I. I I have to watch what the what the potatoes will take. Right. But um, I'm not ashamed to say I usually have two sticks standing by. It is a disgusting amount. Okay. But it's not Robichon disgusting. It's a okay. glorious amount. Like two two more questions. One. Oh, and don't forget, not only do you have the cream, but I've got some Parmesan in there. Yeah. So that, wow. That, cream, that's a lot of fat. Final question about the potatoes before we get to our lightning round. Um, what the hell was that? Well, you, you just wait. <laughs> um, how do you keep the potatoes warm or rewarm them or reheat them or whatever before you bring them to the table assuming you're doing this before the meal at some point um i do it right right before the meal well i'm sure sec not gonna reheat them um mm -hmm. so um i tend to uh put them in a big thermos that i have what i have a big thermos like a big worksite kind of thermos thing it's about uh, holds about a quart but it's a thermos wow. and so i stick them in the thermos 
and you seal them up and they yeah. just stay and they stay and they stay hot. I put my gravy Fascinating. in it. Fascinating. I mean, it, the guy's name is Alvin Brown. Yeah, he knows what man. he's doing. Jeez. <laughs> I've been playing around with. Oh wait, you, wait, you have a new much. book that you're well, holding. The reason that I'm holding Everyday Cook is that you know, I I am the, the photo on the cover is me in bed with some french fries and and <laughs> the reason that the, I like I finally conquered french fries and it's why I've been playing around with potatoes so much. This is the one place where I still use russet potatoes, but I, I found that my best french fries come from baking russet potatoes the night before, taking them out of the oven, letting them cool completely, and then the next day, slicing them into french fry shapes and frying them. That way you only have to fry at one temperature. You get almost no mess because most of the moisture is already gone, and they're really crispy on the outside, but really soft on the inside. Genius. But, I don't know, genius. Again, lazy. I don't want to do that whole blanching into, you know, no, you're like cooking in yeah. one. Oh, um, God, two. Yeah. 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 And it makes Price a mess, fried. too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I, don't, I would rather burn down my apartment than clean it to that level. Yeah. So That's I'm, why you go I'm, to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. No, because I actually I like I like cooking on Thanksgiving. Cook, cooking is its own virtue. No, not Thanksgiving. I'm saying making French fries. That's oh, making French fries. Yeah, let, yeah, let someone else yeah. make them unless you do it yeah. this way. And, and then you, you can eat them in bed. Like you this. also are this is interesting. You shot your entire book with an iPhone. Yeah. We did that with our March uh, issue. Um, how did that experience go for you? And how did it work with your for your publishers and stuff? You know, the whole book was shot with an iPhone and from directly overhead. Yep. Every angle is exactly precisely yep. overhead uh, because I wanted to put more emphasis on kind of the graphic nature of the compositions. And um, it allowed me to do things that I didn't think were that odd at the time I, I did them. But um, it's like I really do plate chips and salsa in a hubcap, um, which is which is in here. And I, I really do serve chocolate mousse on, on toothbrushes uh, because I'm just I, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. But um, wait, wait. You, the, I mean, you literally do that, yeah, not just for the I book. Literally do that. No. Yeah. This is all my service stuff. This is this is my stuff. No props from. There weren't any. I mean, this yeah. is just my my stuff, um, and and that <laughs> that keeps the uh, the the costs uh, relatively low. Um, the the trick. Uh, which you might not think about uh, when you're when you're shooting with iPhone is that resolution on an iPhone is such that, for instance, right, here's a photo that's um, a double sided photo, right? right? Okay, it's a gatefold, but because of the resolution, this is actually two square photos. So we had to build a slider, a calibrated slider device to ah. shoot this photo, and then slide over and mm. shoot this photo, and then knit the photos together in the spine of the the binding of the book. So this was a, uh, it's a lot more iPhone complicated. Six, Six S seven plus. wasn't out. No, yet. it wasn't. Six yeah. S plus. Yeah, look at this. I, I, Plating crackers inside a Kodak slide carousel. I wouldn't have thought that was odd until I shot the photo and realized, no, people, real people, normal don't do people that. don't do that. Yeah. There's the 1974 Mercury hubcap. Oh, there you go. Which, once you look at it, you're like, yeah, that makes complete sense. But it, it, at the it time, look, it looks like it a tortilla people. chip holder. It does. Well, it is. Yeah. It is <laughs> um, now. Unless you've got a 1974 um, Mercury, and then it's something else altogether. Um, it was hard. Uh, we used a... Um, uh, an app called uh, uh, Pro Camera, and the the photos were actually all shot by a, a, a New York uh, lady named uh, Sarah Dehir, uh, who's my my dodo, my director of digital ops, and she's also a really great Instagram uh, photographer, and that's why I, I tapped her for this. So I did the lighting, and um, and all of the the styling and positioning and concepting, conceptualizing, and, and she pressed the and button, and then and then and then she pressed the button. All right, before we let you go, lightning round: Ina or Martha? Ina, Ina. Um, Stuffing, um, sausage or oyster? Sausage. Yeah, like oysters. That's something I just I've never, do not understand. I love oysters, and I'll have them on Thanksgiving. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna like do Rockefeller or something. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not gonna as an appetizer. Let's do aisle or window in terms of aisle. Aisles. Aisle. Okay. Because to... when when the poop hits the fan, it's the fastest way out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back to Thanksgiving. Uh, cowboys or lions? Lions. Do you are you a football guy? Ish, ish. That no. day, who yeah, is that it? day? Exactly, it's on. Yeah, you're a Falcons fan? No, not a Falcons uh. fan. Eh. Bulldog fan though. Eh. 
Oh, okay. wait. I have a good Martha-esque question. Okay. Tablecloth or runner? Runner. <laughs> Do you actually have one? I love runners. Yeah, I don't runners. have one, but I want runners. a runner. They look runner. so cool going runners. down the middle of the table. Yeah. They look so Thanksgiving-y. Runner. Uh, cooking shows in 2000 or cooking shows in 2016? Cooking shows in 2000. Okay. What was a good one back then? Name one. How about Good Eats? Good we'll eats, just throw yeah. that out good just eats. for the hell of it. I, I liked Molto Mario. Molto Mario is yeah, really Molto great. Is great. Well, the, uh, yeah, what yeah. I love about both Good Eats and Molto Mario is that you actually learn you stuff learn watching stuff. it. It's like, wow. You know, what? I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm taking a break from my show Cutthroat Kitchen to do the sequel to Good Eats. Oh, yeah, it's on I'm the only, internet. But I'm only doing it on the interwebs. So yeah. how do you access? What will well, that's going to be on my website. It's going to okay. be at altonbrown.com. It's the only place Starting... it's going to be. Um, spring of next year. Pecan or pumpkin? Pecan. Thank you. Oh, pecan. Excuse pecan. me. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, a, I'm from the north. Collards or kale? Collards. Every day and all day. All day. REM or drive-by truckers? Drive-by truckers. Yeah. Love that band. Waffle House or Chick-fil-A? It's always the toughest question. <sighs> Chick-fil-A. Wow. I'm sorry. Waffle House kind of sucks. Wow. It doesn't kind it's a great of, yeah, hangout. It's yeah, a great yeah. hangout late at night. But I can no longer get drunk enough at my point in life <laughs> for Waffle House food to taste good because the, the hangover is too bad. Okay. Harley or Triumph? Triumph. Ooh, that was a quick one. Uh, HBO or Netflix? Netflix. Manhattan or Martini, speaking of? Manhattan. How, how do you like yours? Rye. Rye. Cool. Triscuits or Ritz crackers? I gotta go Ritz. Yeah. They're more practical. I can do more with them as right. an ingredient. Triscuits are wonderful. I love that rough feeling against the roof of your mouth. It's kind of like dry Captain Crunch when you were a kid. <laughs> you know, I kind of like that. It's but like you were food stealing that hurts. when your mom was It's like, did you ever have cookies you ate mostly because of how good it felt when you finally drank some milk? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's kind of like that I am so mouth. dry and so gummed. Oh, that milk feels so good. I, I, I'm like that. I always was. All right. Final question butter or olive oil? Butter. Alton, thanks so much for coming on. This podcast has been brought to you by Carrie Polis, Emma Wurtzman, and Lily Sherman, with editing by Mitra Kaboli. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Gradies. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Plus, we're also offering a deal with our podcast listeners. Go to bonappetit.com slash gift to see what we have. Thanks for listening. 